Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. Put our lives on. Bill Bebo. Josh. Josh? Uh, uh, Simon Center, get the fuck out. Hey now, this is Clay with the Next Issue Podcast. And because we're bad at promoting this, this is the Patreon portion of the show. We have a Patreon. Link in the show notes or check out patreon.com slash nextissuepodcast. No tears. Help if you can. Our goal is to cover the cost of the show right now. The show is streamed live Sunday on YouTube and Twitch at 10 a.m. Central. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional content. Hail Bebo, and thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, so all right, let's, let's give the people what they want. I yeah, night. We have plenty of people that are here for Moon Knight. I did, I did enjoy the other two. Uh, the only other thing that it's maybe worth mentioning, because I know has a big fan base, uh, they're doing a Hocus Pocus two with the original. Uh, yeah, with Beth, it's Beth Midler and uh, Kathy and Jimmy, Kathy and Jimmy, and, and Sarah then Jessica uh, Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, and they released a they're, picture. I think and Doug great. Jones. Oh, and Doug Jones. He's really. Oh, who was so, he in the? He's original. the, uh, well, I mean, what is it? I've never seen it. I know. I've, I've like seen it one time. Uh, he's like an undead thing. Like, uh, I, I well, for some reason, I see a scarecrow in my head, but uh, I'm on a I'm glad I, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we didn't. This may not be the right group of people to talk about that, but I know people <laughs> will appreciate that. Only, well, I, only 90 skids. I was going to say, I've, I, I've determined Hocus Pocus and the Goofy movie are these huge cultural touchstones for 90s kids that I never experienced because I was too old. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they'll be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moon Knight. I mean, let's take a quick... Hood up. No sound, but... No sound, but... Well, maybe I can play the sound. Hood up. I think... I wonder if it'll... Let's see. Let me know if you guys can... Mm-mm. Yeah, no, it's it, it's weird. The the sharing's been weird, but I'll just play I'll just play the video still. Yeah, it's we can fine. talk over it. Uh, man, I find it. Sorry, I'm excited for this. But go ahead, John. Yeah. go ahead. I don't I don't have any I don't have anything insightful to say yet. I just like hype for this. Um, I it it looks so good. I find the gloves weird. I'm assuming he's wearing like a Halloween costume or something, because the gloves are like really bulky and like i don't know is this i mean you see them on the glass or on the yeah. ground yeah um, i like this i like the uh, this video is kind of dark but i like that he is, walks yeah. away he walks away but his reflections stay behind oh um, that's what that is i just thought that yeah. was someone in the background so no, no that's really cool uh you're right these gloves whatever whatever's happening here i don't think this is from his actual that looks like Mr. That looks like Mr. Knight, though. Mr. Knight would wear gloves like that. Or, oh, or, interesting. Maybe this is his persona that's like a museum curator or whatever. Uh, I don't remember all the. Clay can probably tell us more about the actual personalities. Yeah, I can of break Moon Knight. Um, I I hope he doesn't do the accent for all the personalities. I don't mind the accent, but I do want to hear Oscar Isaac's just regular voice. Yeah, I did see an interview with him on Entertainment Tonight in Canada where he talked about the voices. He talked about the suit. It's like a 90 second little uh, thing. But it was interesting because he goes, oh, I did the voices for my kid. And then I said, what was it like to suit up and and wear the suit and everything? And he was excited about it. And to me, this dude is an actor 
that's on another level. So I think what he brings to Moon Knight will make this character be bigger than we've uh, seen him in uh, comics. I'm really excited to see this. That's one of my favorite shots here. Now, yeah, I don't know. That is an awesome shot. As far as Oscar Isaac, what y'all's go-to movies are, but honestly, for the little bit of time he was in Dune, he fucking kills in that. Mm. Like his scenes with Timothy Chalamet where he's a leader and a father. Like those moments are great. Uh, uh, the one, what is it? Uh, what is the one where he created the robot and dances? Oh, shit. I hate that. Oh, uh, uh, shit. Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. Ex Machina. That is another one. It, Oscar Isaac excels at those like intimate moments and one-on-one -on -one scenes. Um, and now he's going to have to do that with his own personalities. And I think that's where we're going to fucking love Moon Knight is a guy trapped with these, with this personality disorder, which as I've researched, it's called dissociative uh, identity disorder. They'll re refer to it as that it had previously been called multiple personality disorder uh, in cases in real world, real, real world cases like Sybil, uh, which was a carrot, which was a person in, I believe the seventies portrayed by mm. Sally field in a movie that had so many different personalities. It's never been proven a medical condition. It's always oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's interesting histories to it, but Moon Knight in the comic books, his origin comes, his uh, dissociative identity disorder comes from this issue that Max Bemis wrote, and it is pretty fucked up. So if you go into the Max Bemis run, which is the legacy run, mm -hmm. uh, there is an issue that talks about what tragedy struck um, him as a young kid. Um, Jeff Lemire's yeah. run is great, but you have to tell the origin to get to Jeff Lemire because Jeff Lemire's run takes place in his head and in the real world. It describes a lot of his past. It, uh, it is one of my favorite runs and it, and it's got, uh, Greg Smallwood art. You and Greg Smallwood art is perfect for Moon Knight. I love that book so much. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want to break down the history, and I I, I did it by volume. I think volume one is a must read. It, Doug Moench uh, created the character with Don Pearl and then Al Milgram. Thirty eight issues, but you get that Bill Sienkiewicz art. Uh, oh Bill Sienkiewicz yeah. Art. And that's where I discovered Bill Sienkiewicz, and he's inspired some of my favorite artists like Chris Bocciolo, Scotty Young. Um, seeing his early work and his covers on Moon Knight are. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, that's just the beginning of his work. Um, it runs 38 issues. It's, you know, it, it introduces him as a guy who has three personalities. It's uh, Mark Spector. Um, and I don't want to get into the details of each one because they're all, you know, they, they're, they're all kind of different. But Moon Knight is the one I want to kind of focus on because it is deemed a different personality. He is the um, avatar for Khonshu. Um, as the character you see up front, uh, um, he is a uh, mercenary, Mark Spector. Mm -hmm. 
and he is killed in the Middle East and resurrected by Khonshu, uh, an Egyptian god, and says, I will bring you back, but you must do my bidding. And at various times in the series, it runs from being an assassin to being the fist of Khonshu, being justice, uh, being a bodyguard for the travelers at night. That's why he runs into a lot of supernatural stuff. He runs, he, uh, werewolf by night is, uh, well, I think it's Marvel spotlight, but it's a werewolf by night story that Moon Knight appears in. And yeah. when he discovers he's troubled, he helps. So, uh, people will belittle Moon Knight and call him Marvel's Batman, but he's they're wrong. way, they're wrong. He's way, <laughs> He's way more complex. He has, yeah, the current run is very acceptable, is very accessible for new fans. And, and it is- introduces a really cool concept with, you called, you called Moon Knight the right fist of Conchu, and it introduces maybe what you would call the other fist. Yeah. And it's really cool. <laughs> uh, I will say, I know you I know you just said that, we, I know we know that Batman, Moon Knight is not just Marvel's Batman, but I made a TikTok with the Moon Knight trailer set to Something in the Way by oh Nirvana, boy. which is the trailer for the song in the trailer for Batman. And I think it looks pretty cool. So go check that out on my TikTok. Yeah. Um, um, leave the cover up there for a second because Mark Spector uh, is, is the fighter that you see in the front. Steve Grant is the producer personality. He is, he is, he is the Bruce Wayne. I, I will give right. you that. He, but he's more of a... Uh, he's the money guy. He's the guy who goes out and keeps him stocked in the Moon Knight helicopter, his weapons, everything he does. So that's everything Steve Grant's personality does. Time out. Listen, we can praise Moon Knight without shitting on Batman. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It is way two different things. It, Look, I'll, I'll. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. No, I just wanted to touch on the last character being Jake Lockley is the guy in the tax or in the driver's cab. He's the yep. street guy. He's the guy who goes out, finds out the information. He would He's always go to guy. G- Yeah. And in the early runs, he would go to Gina's diner and talk to the people. He had, he had different contacts to find out. And his main uh, villain was Bushman in the early years who we saw in uh, uh, Luke Cage. I, yes. Yeah. Who was a yeah. great one. Oh look at this! Look, I will now, end this. I will end this stream. God damn it! <laughs> All right, can I? Just, I will go on record. This is me putting on my super super duper nerd hat. Moon Knight is not Marvel's Batman. He's Marvel's Shadow. There are more parallels with the Shadow than there are with Batman. Yeah. Right? The I mean, hell, just just break down the three OG personalities. The taxi cab driver is basically from the radio series, right? Mm-hmm. Not that right. the shadow, but but he had his his taxi driver that always drove him places. The rich playboy is the, the most known shadow, um, Alec Baldwin. alter ego, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the mercenaries, basically who the shadow really was, Kent Allred, who was not a mercenary, but he was a, a fighter pilot in the war. So it's like right. those three things really parallel the shit like the shadows presentation than is batman all right i'm yeah done. <laughs> well I, I i will bring up another batman comparison in a book i wasn't a big fan of but uh last night on earth that batman book 
Oh, the, okay. In the in the very first issue, they treat Bruce Wayne as a mental patient, and that all of his enemies are actually doctors who have tried to help him with specific problems. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Yeah, and 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 I would lean that that is kind of Moon Knight. Moon Knight deals with his own problems in very poor mm. ways. Uh, you know, <laughs> you you, you, you have to take. I mean, you have to take that this guy is a guy who has died. He's been through the trauma of war. He's been through childhood trauma. When you read the Max Bemis story, it is really messed up about what he sees as a child. And it is not. I don't know. It's it's pretty squeamish stuff that and then that's the reason that's what broke him that in, in there. Uh, so where 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 is that Max? The, the chat is like where in the run? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like the last run before uh, Jen McKay took over. So it's the legacy run. I want to say it's like a hundred. It's it's actually like a. I'll find the issue. I'll make sure I can find it. Uh, okay, but but yeah, from his run, that's probably the thing I recommend the most, just because you get that origin story, and he writes crazy, really well. Um, after the 38, after, uh, the first volume, the second volume is a fist of Conchi run. That's, I can't really recommend. It's a six, six, six issue, uh, mini. It's not that great. Uh, the third, and it's weird because there are volumes that are called moon Knight, And then there are books called fist of Conchi moon Knight. you know? So they're, they're mm -hmm. not exactly, you know, um, Wikipedia breaks it down really well. If you want to look at that. Um, I could tell you the stuff I recommend the most is volume one, volume three, which is Charlie Houston's run. That's my favorite run. But again, you can't get to that run without reading the first volume. It is, it is way more crime pulp. It is, um, if you've read Charlie Houston, you know, he does uh, crime really well. The Hank Thompson trilogy is fucking fantastic. Um, but his take on Moon Knight was, uh, a, a very broken guy with broken people around him. Uh, Frenchie is his Alfred. Um, and you discover way more of his history in that run. And it's fantastic. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I fucking love this cover. Uh, I mean, Edwards. Oh my gosh. There are so many. Oh, wow. that kind of it's amazing. Yeah. I will say it's really interesting in the design of Moon Knight for a character that is, out and about at night, the fact that he's all in white, and I know, <laughs> right. I, know they've, I know they've explained in the comics why that that's a choice and all that, but it still seems like a very interesting uh, approach to the character. Yeah, I I, I don't know the, when they used the white. Uh, the main reason I saw it was in Warren Ellis's run, where and Declan, I can't remember. Uh, Shalvey did the I'm art Shelby. in that and they introduce Mr. Knight. Now, Mr. Knight is like supposedly the mo more violent personality. And mm. so he wears just a white suit with the, with the mask. And his purpose is, I want you to see me coming. Like he says that in the book and to take anything from that run, if you enjoyed, uh, did you ever see the movie, the raid, the raid rebellion? Mm -mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is essentially if that was a comic book. It is Moon Knight going through a building and just killing and taking out people as he works his way to the top. Uh, mm -hmm. I, 
I would say the thing that stands out, I mean, the story is not incredible. It's a, it's an interesting way to do action in a book. And I think it reads well digitally, but it's the art that stands out during that run. Declan yeah, does and all his covers for Moon Knight are fucking amazing. I love that run so much just because I don't know. He seems to just get the, the action really well. Greg Smallwood seems to uh, get the personalities, details. I love his his run on it. Uh, when did, I'm trying to remember when his run is. It's how did you like volume you read... volume five? Uh, so volume five, I have that here. That starts with Charlie Hudson. Oh, Hudson. Oh well, see, I had that listed as volume three. Oh uh-huh. well, I think so. I think Hudson comes back. I'm just looking. I'm on the Marvel fandom page. Okay. Which, which volume five has the uh, David Finch art? Okay. That well, yeah. Uh, Charlie Houston, David Finch. That's that's my favorite run. So okay. if we're gonna call that a different volume, I'll just call, make sure you find Charlie Houston, uh, uh, David Finch. Actually, Mark Textera does some art in there too. So well, oh, I guess nice. they, yeah, I guess David Finch did the covers, but Mark Textera is the <clears throat> the interior. artist at least in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will warn you, there's one run I, I'm not a fan of, and that's the Bendis run. Uh, oh, interesting. Bendis and uh, Malieve, too. I mean, it's a great team, but he doesn't do Moon Knight. He sees Moon Knight as a character who's talking to other heroes in his mind. So his instead of personalities, it's Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine, who each kind of bring a different hero uh element of heroism you know and wolverine obviously being the most violent uh of them it's it's a pretty book but it's not a good story bendis sometimes has such weird interpretations of characters like like i think his mo is he takes on a well-established character and says i'm gonna change everything right i mean he's he he's done that more often than not yeah, I just yeah. I love the Alex Believe art and the covers are great, but the story just doesn't work for me as a Moon Knight character or as a Moon Knight story at all. Um, and then we get to the Jeff Lemire <clears throat> run, which is uh, he Moon Knight or I say Moon Knight. I want to call it Moon Knight, but it is Mark Spector. Mark Spector is in a mental hospital and mm. his. And, and it even grows from that idea because he runs into the people he knows from his past, but he sees them as different people. And maybe he's not trapped in there. So it it's Jeff Lemire. It's going to be a little more mental and, and give you a lot of things to think about when you're going through that book. That's why it's a great run. Uh, and the art is just so beautiful. Um, he does fractured very well. Like there are so many things that are fractured in uh, his mind that Greg Smallwood pulls off in that book, whether it's the cover or whether, whether it's within the story. Um, that one is probably the most cerebral of them all. There's not as much fighting as there is him trying to work his shit out. Hmm. Um, yeah. Love that cover. Um, um, I will say, I think it's, um, I don't know if it's after Lemire or after Ellis. There's a piece where Cullen Bunn takes over for a little bit. I really yeah. like that because I really like Cullen Bunn. It, it really turns the book into just like 
Moon Knight kind of doing uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just taking down criminals and doing uh, vigilante stuff, right? But I really, I like, I just, I like the way Cullen Bunn writes these characters that are more in the gray area, like Moon Knight and Venom, where they're not full heroes. Uh, I think he does very well at that, and he's also just great as a transition from one run to the other, because uh, Jeff Lemire was took it in a completely different direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been weird, like, one-off stories. I don't know if they're going to follow through, like, Jed McKay's Kurt run. Like, yeah. uh, in Max Bemis's run, Jake Lockley, when he took over um, the personality, he fathered a child that none of the other personalities knew about. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because Moon Knight's love interest, Marlene, is kind of, uh, you know, the woman in all pulp noir stories. You know, you're not sure what side she's playing at times. Most of the time she's, uh, you know, trying to do, well, like early on, she's the love interest. Later on, and especially in the in the Houston run, is when she's kind of broken. She's like, she explains like, what it's like to to date a crazy person and why mm. and she can't be with him uh but then later we find out that she father or that she's the mother of the child with one of the personalities which makes things even way more complicated uh interesting yeah but this character has gone through war has ptsd has trauma has mental health issues has childhood trauma has dissociative identity disorder I mean, obviously, and, we're going to be addressing, and, and also, it's like he has the power of a supernatural god too. Like, <laughs> right, right. He voluntarily gives his body to Konshu as Moon Knight, and so Moon Knight is vengeance, depending on which story you read. So, vengeance has been the most used, so I feel like that's what it's going to be, and I'm kind of hyped for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vengeance he's also almost. His own version of justice, because I think in the in the Avengers thing that just happened, the uh, which was it was okay. I don't think it was my favorite Moon Knight stuff, but uh, I think it's called Fist of Conscious, the story, right? Yeah. Uh, like when he when Moon Knight just takes down the Avengers, and you see how easily he's able to do that. Yeah, that's actually the current uh, Jason Aaron run. It's uh, issues thirty three through thirty eight. Yeah, if if you want to read a current Moon Knight story that is badass, Jason Aaron loves uh, Moon Knight and does a great job with him. Yeah, but I really like this new Jed McKay book as well. Uh, I, I I tried to break down the roles of what Conchu wants as he takes over Moon Knight. Uh, Vengeance is one, Pathfinder, Embracer. Uh, they call him a defender and uh, a watcher of overnight travelers, um, which is mm -hmm. like what he does in the, in the current book with, uh, Jed McKay and helping, uh, the, the werewolves when they were traveling by night. But I'm trying to think, uh, you know, I say avoid the Brian Michael Bendis. Max Bemis is weird. If you want to get really fucking weird, but I recommend the origin of the, of Mark Spector is a child, that issue. I'll, I'll try to track down the exact number of that. But if you can't get any enjoyment from the Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood run after reading the beginning, 
I mean, that God, that's just I. That's how much I love this character. They're all just messed up. <laughs> yeah, this is this is from the Jed McKay book, and it starts off with Mister Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I really really like this. I love this. Oh God, hold on. I think it's the next page. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, hunting just... down vampires. These are freshly turned vampires. Like these guys just turned these four into like into vampires and they're taking them out. So Moon Knight has to interfere and he just comes in hard. Uh yeah, I really, really like it. It's really good. Like it's really I think it's an issue three or four. Uh, but it's very enjoyable. And and I'm really curious because we you know, um, I mean, therapy is pretty normalized, I would say, nowadays. There's some people I, I don't think think they need help mentally anymore. But we even see it in Endgame. I mean, Cap leads people in discussions to just try to get through stuff. And I kind of like them normalizing that as people realize you know, the world we live in, we need help. And whether it's a group discussion, therapist or whatever, uh, those things will help you. And Moon Knight is probably the most mentally tortured person we've seen since Scarlet Witch. What do you mean? Let's just look at this page. <laughs> Dead in front of the statue. Uh, and I so want to see the statue. That's the, the other thing. That's It's the weirdest prop in all of comics. He has to... He, he 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 brings that statue with him because that is Kanchu and that is what he worships. That's his religion. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, I really like this book. I forgot how much. Like, I I left it. I'm behind a little bit, but I forgot how much I enjoyed that first issue. Yeah, and and then there are memes of Moon Knight. If if you've seen our, uh, I use them in the intro, one of our intros, uh, just because it's silly. The one where he tells Dracula that he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are great. Um, Those are fun. And, and they have they have a chance with the light and the dark in the show to really do some great stuff. Yeah. And I I I don't think I've ever seen Moon Knight's costume ever covered in blood, but if it's going to be, it's going to be in the show. Give me is the uh, in, in the vein of that Electro book that's coming out. Let's do a Moon Knight Red, White, and Blood. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, and and we don't know who the I at least I don't know who the villain is. I know it's been cast as Ethan Hawke, which is a weird. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm weird excited cast. for that. Yeah, I am too because to see those two <clears throat> do scenes together will be incredible. And then mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. try to figure out, you know, obviously he'll be Moon Knight. Is he going to be all these other characters in the same in different scenes with the same characters? And how are those? How will those play out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It just doesn't look like a soldier in the trailer at all. Mm -mm. Are they just going to play him as a crazy person? He looks like well, I. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I, as you say, maybe maybe they start off presenting him as a curator, and the soldier stuff comes up later, right? Like that's presented in flashback or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he seems out of his mind, so maybe they're going to focus on his mental uh, problems and work it out. I mean, who knows? I, I, I like to think that Moon Knight is a guy that's got all these personalities in his head, and they're all playing Monopoly, and there's going to be one winner, and that's it. 
and it's always it, he's always losing uh because he he just that's his downfall of all these personalities mm-hmm. um and it's it's how do you fix yourself? I mean, he doesn't seem, you know, he obviously seems broken. Do all the personalities think he's broken? You know, uh, when, when you're in that state, some people find to medicate themselves or find other ways to medicate. Like there's so many social issues and weird shit I want to get into, but in the end, I think it's just going to be a guy beating the shit out of people real violently. And, uh, my hope is it outdoes the violence we see in the Batman. (laughs) <laughs> just to keep just keep that uh argument going um yeah we'll have a I, we'll have a we'll have a moon knight versus batman episode next year uh, <laughs> it, see that's apples and oranges that's really yeah. you're you right get... like 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 i mentioned let's do moon knight and uh midnighter i think that one's closer yeah that's two very different people very very violent um all right uh i think I think that's gonna. Did you have anything else, Clay? I know you you brought a lot of research. No, uh, just that. I just wanted to make sure people knew who he was. That he's a yeah. broken character. We're not coming in to see some badass who trained himself to be the ultimate weapon and go out and save people. We're we're seeing a guy who died and is an avatar of a religion that he knows nothing about. But he's also yeah. broken into four other pieces that we may see. I don't know and, if we'll see Mister Knight, but if we do. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the most violent personality of all. And sometimes he even has to turn on Kunchu. Uh, yeah. So that's very interesting. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. The chat's, uh, the chat's wild today. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. We got some hot takes in chat. Yeah. Yeah. They really, they really turned on me. Uh, so let's, let's move on to our uh, recommendations to close out the show. Uh, we're hopefully they'll stop dunking on. I don't have a Batman book, so if that makes you guys feel better, <laughs> uh, um, go ahead, Josh. I think you have something, right? Yeah. Um, uh, my my go to is to always look at uh, the humble bundles, and there is one now. Good. It is a lone wolf and cub bundle for the top price of twenty five dollars. You get. We walk through this. 28 volumes of Lone Wolf and Cub. You get 15 volumes of Path of the Assassin. You get 10 volumes of Samurai Executioner. You get spinoff stuff like The Color of Rage, Lady Snowblood, Crying Freeman. Um, This is, I can only guess, thousands upon thousands of pages of Lone Wolf and Cub uh, uh, universe. So... Go check it out. Uh, we'll 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 post the link. Um, it's man, it's I'll pretty. It the, it's I'll put it in the description. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like it, it I, I'm tempted to buy it, but it feels overwhelming. Like I'm like, holy yeah, crap! That's a lot. That is so much. I can't imagine just like starting that Lone Wolf and Cub series. I mean, with so, so many volumes. I've been wanting to read Lady Snowblood because uh, me too. A buddy of mine, they have a movie podcast where they only talk about sequels and and, and reboots mm. uh, called They Made Another One. They no. talked about one of the ladies' slow blood movies and how it inspired Tarantino to Kill do Bill. Like, Kill Bill and stuff. Kill Bill, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want to read that. And I, I looked at the manga and it looked a little expensive. But if I can get this for $25 and have the four volumes of Lady Snowblood and all of pretty much, it looks like 
maybe all of Lone Wolf and Cub. I don't. I don't it know looks like that. all of Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you scroll up to the top, I mean, again, like twenty five is the most you'll pay. If you yeah, if you click on the different amount, you can see you can pay less and see what's in those. And so I don't know if maybe Lady uh, Snowblood is. It's usually good. It's usually a good enough deal that I would get the. the yeah, on. just get the whole whole kit and caboodle. So just yeah, make sure to make sure to adjust your uh, donation yeah. to to charity and all that. To charity, right always do that. Exactly. However you want to do it. Oh, they took off the little meter thing. You could just. Yeah, they they got some pushback. I guess it was several months ago. They changed it where even at the bottom where it has the custom amount. They didn't have that when they changed it. You could only pick one or the other and Oops. then they uh they finally added the custom amounts because myself included we were all like this is bs i i want to give as much to charity as possible so. yeah uh all right uh clay do you have a recommendation yes uh i watched a documentary on hulu called for Mad Men only it's about del <laughs> close do you guys know who he is mm -mm. he created improv comedy so Whoa. Yeah, if you enjoy Saturday Night Live, if you, I mean, Kids in the Hall, uh, all kinds of sketch comedy, he taught these people. Um, and, right now. <laughs> and he is insane. Uh, this movie was made last year, and uh, it goes through the history of Second City and Del Close and the invention of uh improv and where it came from and how he kind of got into it also he takes a lot of drugs he has a story about his father's suicide that he may or may not have witnessed it is he he is crazy uh but it's also like you know you see him talk about chris farley's early days people who's come to stage and just shine oops uh, I mean, he was really breaking through when Saturday Night Live broke out because he trained Bill Murray. He trained uh, all the people who did SCTV. When when he was too difficult to deal with in Chicago, he gets banned to Canada. And Canada, but, I mean, and then he's working with Harold Ramis, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, he's working some of the greatest comedians we have nowadays. And... Um, it is told through reenactments with um, who's the voice of Dr. Venture. Oh, uh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, that comedian plays him in reenactments. The thing that will hook you comic book people kill me. is Del Close wrote a story in the nineties called wasteland with uh, Mike gold is his editor and uh, John Ostrander. So John Ostrander is in the movie talking about working with Del Close on this Wasteland comic that was kind of this weird history of him growing up and doing comedy told through a comic book. It is, I don't want to give any more away. I mean, I feel like I told you a lot and you're still going to get a whole lot more out of it. So I am going to watch it. And, and when you, when you're sitting down at some kind of comedy club on a Saturday afternoon because your friend invited you to check out his improv troupe, now you know who to blame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. right. James uh, Urbaniak. Yes, yes. He, he yep. plays him in reenactments. Um, Matt Walsh it plays Mike Gold. Uh, I mean, they have different people 
play different characters to help move the story along as they tell him trying to do this wasteland comic that I remember buying as a kid and going, I think this is one of those drug books. And I don't take <laughs> and at the time I don't take any drugs, so I won't understand this. So I don't I don't I don't get it. And it, but no, it's just really it was always weird. It wasn't it wasn't anything that really kind of came together cohesively, they even admit. Cool. Cool. That sounds interesting, but uh, it sounds like a you lot can get too. it on uh you can get it on Comixology. Oh, you can't? Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my my recommendation is going to be uh, a comic that should be out this week, depending on uh, I don't know uh, distribution and all that. It's called Radio Apocalypse Number One from Vault Comics. Uh, let me read you the synopsis. Long after the rock out of space struck the world and turned it all to dust, in Bakerstown stands the last radio station in the planet. Radio Apocalypse broadcasting into the unknown. A beacon of dark, uh, a beacon in the dark for those who wander the lost places. Now, change is coming to Bakerstown among the refugees flocking into an already precarious settlement. An orphan boy caught in an indiscretion will twine his fate with the radio station and, in doing so, begin this mixtape of love and heartbreak and interminable hope. Uh, the soundtrack to the end of the world. This is written by Ram V, who's currently writing Venom, so uh, with art by Anand Radhakrishna. I hope I said that close to correctly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Vault sent us this to take a look at. Uh, I haven't read it, but I will put out a review probably tomorrow on the channel. Uh, and then, yeah, hopefully this does make it to the comic book shops. And let me show you the cover because I think it's super rad. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Video apocalypse. I like yeah, the I like, idea. Yeah, I yeah. like the idea. I like the art. It looks very, very cool because this is the same artist that did the cover. Vault uh, keeps and, cranking out some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Vault's on top of it. Um, a lot of the, the, a lot of these little indie publishers, they're really doing some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Also, can in, I? Oh, go ahead, Josh. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope, go ahead. Uh, from from Image, if you I already have them, I bought a home. Home uh, Volume 1 is coming out. Uh, that's, it's a book that I, I've been picking up. You can go check out a review for the first issue on the channel. But it's being collected into trade paperback this uh, this week. So go check that out if you haven't. It's a really good book. It's about a family that's immigrating from Guatemala. Uh, and then when they get detained at the U.S. border, they find out oh. that uh, they get separated. Uh, but the kid develops powers. Uh, and now he's trying to find his family. So it's really wow. cool premise. It's an all Latino uh, creator team. So I was really on board. I was really happy when they let me read that book in advance. Um, so very excited for that. That is awesome. That is cool. awesome. Um, I was just going to throw out uh, for like you know, those rare occasions. I think the last time I did this was uh, Batman 89. Um, a book coming out this Wednesday. So hopefully... It gets to stores is uh, a really interesting concept. If you are a fan of modern Doctor Who, it is Doctor Who Empire of the Wolf number one. And it celebrates the 25th anniversary of the uh, premiere of the eighth doctor. And the concept is uh, Rose Tyler, the one that was left in the alternate universe, gets sucked into 
the universe with the eighth doctor. And so she gets to basically be the companion of the eighth doctor and weirdly the Matt Smith doctor. So it's, I I'm, I'm excited to read it just to kind of see what, yeah, what happens, but uh, it, it looks fascinating. And I think I'm going to go buy it so that uh, both my daughter and I can read it because cool. Rose is her favorite companion. So. Oh, this yeah. is from great. Titan books. Yeah, from Titan. Yeah. Oh, Jody Hauser. Yeah, I love Jody Hauser. Oh, Jody Hauser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She's great. Oh, at, yeah. She's great at adaptation, especially like I think she wrote the the 13th Doctor, the whole her whole book. I think Jody Hauser wrote it. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. Cool. Yeah, she's right. doing a lot of Doctor Who stuff, so I'm I am excited. All right. Well, uh, very excited for all the Disney Plus stuff coming up. We'll keep talking about it as long as uh, they keep putting out stuff. Hopefully, we'll see some more stuff. And you know uh, we're going to be talking Moon Knight. Yeah, we'll talk oh, more Moon Knight. yeah. I'm excited. We'll talk more I Hawkeye. might do episode recaps after each one. Oh, That'd be cool. nice. That'd be cool. I will go watch the actual She-Hulk trailer now. I feel very <laughs> embarrassed. I didn't I didn't vet my sources. Uh, it's, uh, all, all three of those are on our channel. Like I said, I uploaded them. They haven't been taken down, so uh-huh uh-huh daniel just twisting the knife in my back to further yeah, embarrass sure. me but go on go on it's good no are no you, no you, I, I would ask twitter subscribed? to send <laughs> send you fake uh trailers and just keep telling them you're they're real <laughs> send send josh your favorite fan trailer oh uh, please don't see, i i don't need this tell. confusion in my life i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna get a uh text message from josh did you react to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what the hell the Moon Knight trailer had Ms. Marvel in it. I'm so confused. And Poe Dameron for some reason. What's going on? Yeah. 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 Uh, we we will also be, I think next week is the premiere of Wheel of Time. I know a lot of people that subscribe to the channel are actually excited for that. Uh, I will definitely do, a, I have to actually go into the office on Friday, which is insane because I haven't been in a long time. It's, I mean, it's, it's just for an assignment, but we do it, but I have, probably will be at the office, so. I will be doing a review for the channel for however many episodes they drop, probably three knowing Amazon. And yeah. I'll probably do like like kind of Clay mentioned just then after after the fact on the on each episode just to kind of go over what's going on. Because I'm very excited. People really want are very being very welcoming to this fandom, uh, which feels rare. Hopefully that doesn't yeah. turn when the when the show comes out, hopefully that doesn't turn into like Oh, this is garbage, but the show looks great. Uh, I I have discovered I have a bunch of colleagues who are huge Wheel of Time fans, and they have done nothing but gush over that trailer. Every trailer that gets released, they're like, this looks incredible. So I'm very hyped for it, but I'm in that weird place again where I want to read the book before I watch the show. So oh, See, I want to do it. Damn it. I, want, I want to watch the show. Then I want to read the Dynamite comics. And oh, then mm-hmm. maybe listen to the book. Um, yeah, I will so see. Might... Depending depending on the success of the season one and what they announce for the future, uh, then I can make a decision on how to approach that. I want to watch the shows, and I don't want to give Amazon money. So that's just the hurdle that I'm at. So. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. So just wait till they come out on Blu-ray. Plex is good. Plex is good. <laughs> we probably know someone uh, whose Plex server will have it yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> before Amazon come and gets us, Jeff Bezos, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a subscriber. What if we just let uh, him go to space and just didn't let him come back? 
Here's what we do. We let him go to space and then we move the earth. Right? We just, we like, we just, we just move. Um, we put a sign that says no solicitors. No. <laughs> we put up a, to, to contact earth, we're going to charge you an additional fee that's going to have to, you're, you're going to need to pay up front if you'd like any commu- communications to land. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You didn't pay for Prime Earth. Uh, you can't come back yet. Um, <laughs> you have you to have go to, to be, Florida. You have to be. Actually, deep, <laughs> you have to be this de- decent of a human being. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, quick shout out also to our patrons. I forgot to do it at the top of the show. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mike Rappin, uh, to the Irish Comic Books Podcast, to Final Neil, my buddy Neil from. Uh, uh, MK PodQuest, go subscribe to their channel. They're trying to get to 100. Yes. Get that sweet, sweet custom URL. And also Jason Ashmore, uh, go check out their channel at the table. We much very love much to appreciate those guys. You guys. Much love. Yeah, uh, thank you all. That's fantastic. You guys rock. And, let's see. I think I got all the stuff. I, I think I should make a checklist to end the show, but nah. <laughs> I, I, I like this whole, like, we just ramble until I hit the button. I, I, you do I'm, it live, yeah. I, I'm feeling a little bit better enough that I, I want to try to put out two more videos. If I can put out the Howard the Duck one from our last talk, and mm-hmm. I want to pull uh, Moon Knight from this one and do it just... and uh, I was going to ask you to do that. So Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to do that. Okay, it, cool. The drugs are helping. I, for those who don't yeah. know, I have uh, a spinal problem, uh, bone spurs on my spine, so I can't do anything. So it's hard to sit for a long time and do much, but the drugs are helping and maybe I can crank out a couple of videos. All right. Well, cool. Stay tuned on the channel for that. If you're watching this, if you're watching this far and you haven't subscribed. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What, are you what doing? the fuck? Come on. Hit the button. And, uh, and love, love to chat for helping us out so much. Yeah, for uh, sure. Even when, they yeah. Legoland, even when they turn against topics. me. You turn yeah, please. Like, Everybody in chat, come back next week when Dano turns off the chat. So, um, <laughs> uh, so quick shout out to Joseph Boris, Art Chemist, Legoland, uh, Leonard Cameron, Gregory Castillo, who else was on there? G, G, Robo Strange. Yeah, go check out our freaking love comics, they have great uh content. Sometimes they have me on and it's not as good, but, <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. All right, let's get the fuck out of here and let's get out of let's here. Let's ride. Thanks everyone for watching. Oh yeah. Clay. Hail Bebo. Josh. Josh? My vagina is haunted.